Weekend is here, and we're breaking down the teams that you're passionate about. Oh, really? This is the Saturday Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back, Saturday Show. Here on the Zone Sports Network. All right, I ranted continually in the break. I'm good. I feel good now. Use your brain. I'm just. I'm feeling good. I let it out. I let it out. But it just doesn't it concern you for the future oh, a little bit. You have no idea. Like it's so easy to just get mad instantaneously instead of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, just use your brain, folks. All right. Anyway. Back to real topics that matter. BYU. Let's get to a guy who is upbeat all the time. Yes, he is. And uh, BYU, Jake, for, real quick before we get into mm-hmm. it, you were at the game. Yes. What would you make of the BYU victory over Gonzaga? It was a fun game. You know, uh, Gonzaga came in, and that crowd, I have not heard that crowd as loud since the days of Jimmer. Honestly, the Marriott Center was electric. The student section. So I, I, so last Saturday, I left from here at the station. I finished up some post-prod stuff. I did some stuff for Monday morning with DJ and PK. And then I went down to the Marriott Center. I got to the Marriott Center about 6 o'clock. When I got to the Marriott Center, students were starting to walk into the arena. They were starting to let the line into the arena. By the time I got downstairs, kind of put my gear in the media room, when I walked out just to look at it, and the student section was full. This yeah. is two hours before tip. Yeah, we uh, we the three of us talked last week about if there's anything worth camping out for 48 straight hours for. We all agreed no, but I'm, to them it was. Yeah, and uh, they got the they really got a, you know, if you're a student and you're uh, in the in the rock, you yeah. kind of got it. That was like a once in a lifetime experience they, as a fan. So they brought more it. power to them. The crowd as a whole brought it, and it yeah. was just a fun game. And I'll give credit to BYU. They withstood every every chance that every I guess punch I guess we'll use that expression that Gonzaga threw at them, and they held them off. So big win for BYU. That win alone, I felt like sealed up their NCAA tournament bid if it hadn't already been sealed up at that point. And now today they finish out the regular season in Pepperdine at Fire at Firestone Fieldhouse. And they should take care of business. They now, should drop this. That would be but not good. But Pepperdine's good at home. And Firestone Fieldhouse, as Mark Pope uh, mentioned to the media earlier this week, BYU in the last eight years only four and four on the road down yep. there at Pepperdine. So uh, important game tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that a loss would affect them getting into the tournament, but it would affect seating their seating, wise, yeah. certainly. And uh, so Mark Pope, he was on with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, I believe, Thursday afternoon. And uh, here's that conversation with them as uh, the BYU head coach was on the station. Gordon, let's get out to the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or a Samsung Tab A for ninety nine ninety nine. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now from just up the road, of course, the head basketball coach at BYU. He is Mark Pope with us here on the big show. Coach, thanks very much for a few minutes. How you doing? My pleasure, guys. How are you all? Hey, we're doing great, and I know I'm, I'm sure you're moving on next game, but take us back to that Gonzaga game from your perspective a little bit. It looked like you were enjoying yourself. Well, it, it was a special night. I mean, every senior night is so emotional, especially when you're team with the seniors that have, that have accomplished everything and been through everything that this group has. And, um, and that is in the midst of trying to put together a, a really, really incredibly memorable season. So um, you add the fact that we were fortunate enough to have, you know, the number two ranked team in the country here and a, and a rival in our league and, 
the fact that we had just been ranked, you know, just got into the rankings and you know, sold out jam had been sold out for a week leading up to it and all the fanfare about that and, and the, you know, one of the great marketing departments and home, you know, home court advantages in America. And it, it was an extraordinary night. So, Mark, I've uh, spoken with a few of your players to ask uh, what uh, secret sauce you're using at BYU, and they were very compl- they were very complimentary of you. Uh, some of them said the transition from from Dave was seamless, but they said that you caught their attention right away, challenging them to do all the little things necessary to turn them into big ones. And uh, I thought that was uh, quite a compliment to you. Well, you know, I'm the coach, and so they have to say nice things because uh, <laughs> I monitor every word that comes out of their mouth. So, we have really good players, and and even more importantly than that, we have uh, really good players that are have been willing. I mean, genuinely, I say this all the time, and it's what might get you know it might lose its juice, but it's so incredible that I have this group of guys that are willing to um, downplay uh, their own deeply held personal agendas and sacrifice for this team. And that's, that's the special sauce. It has nothing to do with me. It has to do with these guys, these terrific players' commitment to, to, to work for each other and work together to, to try and accomplish something that none of them can do on their own. And it's pretty awesome. Coach Mark Pope with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And Coach, you've been with Jake Toulson kind of throughout his collegiate journey over there at UVU, BYU before that, and now back at, at BYU. Does it surprise you at all what a great fit he's been uh, with this team and how, well, seamless is a, is a great word it's been for him to, to work with those others? Uh, no. Well, you know, first of all, because I know Jake so well, and he's such a he's such a competitor and um and he's he's grown he was not always this way but he's grown into the one one of the most extraordinary leaders i've ever been around um and and you know uh he rolled in here actually um <clears throat> rolled into this gym in the summer uh in the spring actually when he was trying to make a decision and and um played pickup with our guys and just the feedback that I got was just like they were just like they were meant to play together and um, so I know him really well and I know how hard he works and I know how much he cares about his team and and I also knew the, uh, I knew several of these guys on the team I was fortunate enough to be here when we were recruiting them and um, and so I expected that, that they would be an unbelievable fit and they sure have proven to be Mark that uh, that Yoli Childs is pretty good too <laughs> well, he, you know, you know uh, good players can trick people because they, they make you think that the, the coach is really good, right? Uh, this Yoli Childs makes life really easy. Um, he just is, you know, when you when you walk into a game and you can just uh, put 20 and 10 in the bank, uh, it is such an unbelievable luxury. And and he makes that happen. Um, he, he And he, he's faced every type of defensive attack, um, you know, where people leave him alone, where people come up to him on the bounce, where people come double him on the catch, where people send a third defender to him. And he's, you know, he's, he's got so much experience. He's managed to kind of have answers to all of those issues. And, 
and uh, you know he's 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 raised the level of his game uh, exponentially this season. And it's just been it's just been amazing to watch. And, you know, you cap it off, and I really do believe this. I believe that this Gonzaga front line is probably the best front line in America. I really believe that in terms of how physical and effective. Uh, and how incredibly well Coach Few uses them. Uh, and for Yoli to put on the show he did where on that night, you know, he, he really dominated the best front line in America uh, is, is a testament to him and what he's capable of doing. They couldn't stop him, man. I was covering that game, and I talked to you after the game. They, he was a man among boys there. He played with so much physicality and force. Uh you know, he was cutting hard. Uh, you know, he banged a step-back three in, in the first 10 minutes of the game. And, uh, you know, he was so agile and physical in the post and so explosive and so smart. You know, he got guys up in the air. He worked his way around guys. He passed the ball out of the post. Incredibly. You know, he pushed the ball in transition. It's kind of a point forward in transition. Um, he, you know, there's not a lot of things. There's not a lot of areas of the game that he didn't explore and, and execute effectively on Saturday night. You have a lot of uh, upperclassmen, a lot of seniors, uh, obviously, and uh, I know you've still got a, a little game of the regular season left, but you've got, to, of course, the West Coast Conference tournament and then, uh, you know, knock on wood, uh, the NCAA tournament. Um, how nice is it to go into the tournament section of your schedule with upperclassmen who have that experience and leadership? Well, it's, it's incredibly important to me because I just have to have smart. So I need smart, veteran-savvy <laughs> guys to kind of be able to figure things out and and uh, we certainly have those. You know, I say this all the time, and it's just, it's just true. You know, one, seniors are magic. Um, you know, we talk about all the time in terms of, you know, a lot of times you'll see seniors that start out their season a little shaky. They have a shaky middle of their season. But in my experience with seniors, they usually uh, rise to the occasion when it matters down the stretch of the season and do really, really extraordinary things. And this crew has just proven that to be true uh, in spades. And the other great thing about seniors is, um, you know, while they don't make every shot and they still turn the ball over and still make mistakes, uh, they just understand more about how difficult it is to win in college basketball. That every game is so hard to win. Uh, they actually believe you when you talk about the fact that this Pepperdine game coming up on the road on Saturday is going to be harder than the Gonzaga game that we just played. Um, that every game throughout the season gets harder and that your focus has to continue growing and growing and fine-tuning and your effort has to increase beyond what you even imagine you could deliver on the floor for you to stay competitive as the season goes on. And, and that's one of the great luxuries of having a veteran team. And and, um, and it's been really, really a joy to coach these guys because they, they've embraced those ideas so far this season and hopefully will continue to embrace them. Mark, one of the things that, uh, that Jake and I have commented on about your team this year, there's a lot of fight in this team. And uh, they, they're actually willing to play defense as well. I, that really stands out to me. That's not meant as a criticism of anybody who came before you. But I'm telling you, somehow you have gotten that message across to these guys, like you were just talking about, that they're willing to go out and mix it up a little bit. I, I'm not used to seeing that down there in uh, Cougar land. Well, you know, I love guys to have a chip on their shoulder. And, um, you know, uh, 
you know, talk about transfers, and maybe that'll be a good way to explain this. So, I was a transfer, uh, and so I, I'm really speaking about myself more than anybody else. Every single transfer, um, they by definition have a little bit of quit in them because they went somewhere with a plan, and for whatever reason, it didn't work, and so they quit. I mean, you can't get away from it, and. And they also usually have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder in terms of they feel like they were underestimated or undervalued or underappreciated or overlooked. And so when we're dealing with transfers, that's what we really look for is we know everybody has both those things in them, but where is the lean? Is the lean towards having an angry chip on their shoulder where they're going to go prove to the world that they're better than they were than, than they were evaluated as? Or are they a lean to like being a little beaten and defeated and pouty and, and finding a way out, right? When you get those transfers um, that have that fight and, and that resolve that they're going to go prove that all the people that discounted them are wrong, you got you got some special sauce, and I'll say that for veteran guys too. Um, you know, uh, you, you probably not a better example than T.J. Haas, who unfairly has taken a little bit of a beating over his tenure here um, because the immediate expectations when he rolled onto campus were so incredibly just just they're just off the charts, and so he is he's endured that, and it is changed him and grown him into this completely fearless, completely dedicated, um, focused player on winning games. It it, is so incredible to watch this young man go to work. Um, and, And I do think that this team has that really, really hard lean to a chip on their shoulder. Um, where this this team is eager, they're anxious, they're just dying for people to tell them what they can't do so they can go prove it. And, um, you know, when you get a group that can rally around that kind of feel, I do think really special things can happen. And I think it's been a, a huge kind of um, gathering point and motivating, motivating factor for our team. Well, Coach, we can't thank you enough for a few minutes, and uh, good luck uh, with the the rest of the regular season can, and into can Vegas. I, can I sneak one more question in, Mark? I wanted yeah. to come, after the San Francisco game. I was down there, and you said something about your team that I thought was really poignant. You said this is a dangerous, dangerous team. So my question for you now is: I know you're all aboard with this group. You believe in them. How good can this team be moving over the next month? Well, I'll tell you this. This is what I believe, and it's it's what we live by. Um, I'll turn the question back on you. You just think about how good you think we can be, and our goal is to be just a little bit better. And, um, you know, that's what we want to do. It's what we talk about all the time. We want to... We want to, we want to, you know, shock people, and, and we want to do things that they say we can't do. And so, you know, whatever it is in 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 your mind that you say, ah, man, I think this is their ceiling. Let us know because that is our motivator, right? Um, and doesn't mean you always make it there, but it means we're chasing it really, really hard. Uh, with all that said, all that's fun, pretty fancy language. We have to go find a way to win this game Saturday, and it is going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be the toughest game we've ever played. Um, and the guys practice really hard today, and 
and I think they understand that. And the test for us, the immediate test ahead of us right now, the only test ahead of us right now is can we find a way to come beat a really, really explosive team on their home court on their senior night, and, and, and that's squarely where we're focused. So first things first, and that's first. Good luck at Pepperdine, Coach. Thank you so much. Guys, I appreciate you, man. You guys are the best. There you go. Mark Pope, head coach of BYU, having a very successful season, Jake. Yeah, and I let's put it this way. There's a bunch of people that have been upset this week thinking, because there's been a lot of talk out there that Mark Pope could get bigger name offers, and he's going to get big name offers this offseason. If you, real quick before we go to uh-huh. break, if you 1 to 10, where would you put this season at? What do you mean in terms of? In terms of success. and Success? Oh. Him. I'd say an eight nine. Eight nine. If you go, if they were to go to Vegas and win the West Coast Conference tournament, you're verging on a ten already at that point. You win a couple of games in the tournament, yeah, it's a ten. Don't what's doubt. the potential of next year? Well, okay, see, next year's interesting because there's a lot of talent that's redshirting at BYU, but they're not going to have seven seniors on this roster. Right. So there, there's that. There's that one. The veteran leadership aspect won't necessarily be there, but there is still talent on this roster going into next year. And it's a matter of with the, with the Cougars this year. You'd like to see him make a run, maybe make a Sweet Sixteen. That'd be mm-hmm. awesome to see him do something like that. But next year, I still think they're going to be good enough to contend for an NCAA tournament berth. Okay, probably not a single digit seed next year, but I still think they have enough talent. If it comes through, they could still be an NCAA caliber team next year. I'll be interested to see that because I I would say that you are the probably if not the only, one of the very few who has a positive look, uh, outlook on next season. So, And I'm not I saying you're that. wrong or no, right, but, but I'm that. saying that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. But you, as someone who's very locked in on the program, it's interesting to hear you talk about it in there's, the way that you do. There's a name to keep in, to keep in mind for next year for BYU. Yoli Childs is going to graduate this year, and he is one of the best, if not the best player in the West Coast Conference this year in my mind. They have, a, they have a guy who is going to be very capable of replacing what he is doing for them at the forward spot next year in Wyatt Lowell. He's the name to keep an eye on next year. Okay. He's a six foot ten forward who can shoot the three even more consistently than Yoli Childs can, I feel like. He is a good player. He's the WAC freshman of the year last year at UVU. He's sitting out this year, and he's going to be a sophomore next year. He is a guy to keep an eye on. All right. There you go. So, uh, all right, go. coming up on the other side, let's get into a little spring ball talk, mm-hmm. uh, what we're looking for in spring ball from Utah and BYU, and then we've got five minutes of soccer as Jake's dream has come true, RSL is yes. back on the pitch. We'll get into that all coming up next here on the Saturday Show. Weekend is here, and we're breaking down the teams that you're passionate about. Oh, really? This is the Saturday Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. Sorry, I got to get my headphones on. I love this song, by the way. I was in a good mood. Is this pumped up kicks? Whatever happened to uh, Foster the Foster the People? Probably still around. Yeah, they probably have albums after albums, but you know, you get your hit, and sometimes you just move on. One hit wonders, baby. Speaking of bands in in the news, so you see all this out of Maroon Five, where 
they put on a really bad show down there in Chile, and everyone's very upset about it. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. Well, way to go, Adam Levine. Yeah. You know what they say, Chile today, hot tamale. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Don't we have a concert here tonight? I don't know. I'm still stuck oh, on Oh, yeah, that. it's the- Luda. Ludacris is in town. And and uh, Exhibit. I exhibit. Think X gonna give it to you. Yes, we're, we're gonna have some fun. Um. I'm still stuck on that joke by Brian, so I don't even. That's scrambled. That scrambled my brain. Scrambled my brain. I don't even know where to go. All right, uh, Ludacris in town tonight. Yeah, it's the Hip Hop Legends tour. Is what Sweet. Calling it. Ludacris, baby. Let's Who else is thing. here? Let's look. Exhibit um, E40. Uh, noted oh. Warriors fans coming in. It is yes. truly like the Legends tour. Like if you're a '90s, early 2000s rap fan or hip-hop fan tonight's concert is calling your name you know who else is here who else ja rule now yes you know what's interesting about ja rule what's that he was born on february 29th oh ja rule is, it a, is his birthday because i looked up i was trying to find the most interesting person like ja, famous person ja born rule. on tw- february 29th and honestly i was saddened to hear that it was ja rule well sweet the Firefest bamboozler himself <laughs> I'm gonna say. You ever watch those documentaries? Yeah, really interesting. Very interesting. I feel like he got away with a lot, even though it was all put on the one guy. But anyway, what do I know? Uh, well, when you have, you know, power. Yeah, and he money. put out. Remember that commercial that we put out, yes. the Jaw Ride? That was hilarious. <laughs> that was. Funny. That was really funny. So yeah, concert tonight here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Yeah, Fat Joe, DJ Quick, Exhibit E40, Ludacris, and Jaw Rule. Yeah. Well. There you go. Like so, I said, if you're a 1990s, early 2000s hip hop fan. Tonight's concert here at the arena is for you. Certainly is. All right. Uh, we were talking a little bit in the break, but uh, spring football getting started. Yes, it is. Crazy enough to think, but Monday. Monday. Utes and Cougars hit the field. I believe March 10th, the Aggies will hit the field. their so a week later. It's here. It's time to go. It is. And uh, it will uh, – the biggest question mark – sorry, got distracted by a shot on the television show um, – Biggest questions going into Utah and BYU are what? We talked about this a little bit with uh, well, Tony and Austin. Uh, Brian can speak to this more than I can. I'll start off with the Utes here. But the biggest thing with Utah is how do you replace all of that talent that you just lost, yeah. especially on defense? Uh, you have a quarterback uh, question now. You have a graduate transfer in Jake Bentley uh, competing against a guy in Cam Rising who's a transfer from Texas in his own right. Uh, that'll be interesting, but I think the biggest question overall for Utah, just in my mind, from my outside observer point, is that they have a lot of talent. We've seen it at the NFL Combine the last couple of days and continuing on through this weekend. How do you replace all of that? Yeah. Because so much production, so much has been lost. Yeah, I, in referencing what Adrian was talking about, Tony said quarterback play, but I think the bigger issue for Utah is that your – the hat that you've hung your program on for the last, you know, two decades has been defense, and yeah. and you're replacing almost you're you're replacing your entire secondary and most of your your front four. I think they'll be better up front with the defensive line, but I think the bigger question is who's going to play in that backfield because there's not really a lot of guys that rotated in during the season or that you saw outside of R.J. Hubert mm-hmm. play regular minutes that you think to yourself, okay, that's a starter, that's a starter, that's a starter. They're 
kind of digging at the bottom of the barrel, especially with Javelin Guidry leaving. Mm-hmm. That nickel position has become so important in the Pac-12, especially with all the athletes at wide receiver. Yeah. That they've got to find a way to replace that defensive production. Well, Kyle uh, Kyle Whittingham, so you have Coach Whittingham, joined DJ and PK. This is probably about a month ago at this point. And he said it himself. We're essentially starting from ground zero in the defensive backfield because he, he said that they just lost everybody. He said Javelin Gendry did throw them for a loop. Go ahead, the, the one thing I will say, though, often when it comes to this Utah team is we don't know who's going to replace guys, and they seemingly always find a way to put out a really solid backfield. And there are always guys who, even guys who, like, returning starters you know even this year the story was about Jalen Johnson the stories were about Julian Blackman Mm -hmm. and you know a guy like Burgess emerges as a guy who is a fantastic guy in the backfield so uh, if I'll hand it to Sharif Shaw and Kyle Whittingham the one position that even though we have seemingly a lot of question marks about we did two years ago um, I, I always say that they always find a way to put out a really solid defensive backfield will they be as locked down and as stout as we just saw no they had how many nfl guys on that starting lineup (laughs) but i I think they're gonna there's my questions always go back if we're just going defensive side of the ball Mm -hmm. i always end up a linebacker that's where i always end up with utah and i always think what are they gonna do there they last year filled it perfectly couldn't have almost couldn't have filled it better from what they were losing with jackson barton and uh, not jackson cody 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 barton Barton. and um and Chase. Chase Hansen. And they filled it with two guys, yeah. specifically in Devin Lloyd and the transfer Bernard. And Francis, it was yeah. and Francis, and they played amazingly. I always end up there at the linebacker position. Well, here's the thing with Utah. They've earned the benefit of the doubt in this yeah. regard because they have proven year in and year out that, guess what? We just reload. We find guys. Clark Phillips, a guy that decommitted from Ohio State to come to Utah. Yep. Well, guess what? I would pencil him as a starting cornerback game one against yep. BYU just yep. because – He's got all of the bona fides. You, you look at him, but also we're looking at the defensive backfield, and you're like, oh, yeah, outside of R.J. Hubert, who are these guys? Yeah, it's at this point it's more a question of is he going to start on the inside or is he going to start on the outside? I think that's yeah. the biggest thing. But that's the biggest thing with Utah is my biggest question is how much, how are you going to replace all this production? Spring is going to go a long way towards telling us, okay, these are guys to keep an eye on once fall camp gets here. Yeah, and I'm and obviously quarterbacks, the conversation like you brought up, Brian, uh, I think this would be really interesting. Um, uh, I think I thought Tyler Huntley play, played really well last year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do, what kind of quarterback they have. You know, Brantley seems like more of a, a like a, that SEC type of quarterback. He's got a big who, arm. Who's got a big arm? And recently, we've seen a lot of those guys come out of that conference. And uh, but competing with Cam Rising, I think that's going to be very fascinating. How you get a guy to come to Utah as a fifth year as a grad transfer without some sort of assurances that you may be you know like I how do you get a guy like that to come across the country to play when he has options and Brian you're really tapped into the recruiting world I'm not going to ask you to say what anything has been said to Brantley (laughs) but there you know you're getting a guy who has options to come to your program I have a feeling that he's going to have every opportunity he wants to compete for that number one job. And, of course, we've already had Cam Rising who had to sit out a year because of his transfer. That, I think, is more of the storylines when it comes to quarterback. Not that they 
don't have guys because I think they have guys that they believe are going to be able to play, but that's going to be interesting to me. Yeah, uh, they were really upfront with him on his recruiting visit, and Cam Rising was his host when he was here. Yeah. So I, I, they, there's no cloak and dagger, and I think that's one reason that the Utah program has done well with trans- transfers in the past. Is they said we're not going to guarantee you a spot, but you can come and compete. You'll get a chance in spring ball. You'll get a chance, you know, when fall camp opens up, and then the best one will play. But I think what you saw even this year with Tyler Huntley and his warrior-esque effort, Mm -hmm. he probably should have sat for two or three games. And I think if they'd felt more comfortable with who they had in terms of backups, Mm -hmm. they probably would have done that. And so if you're Jake Bentley coming in, you know that even if you don't win the starting job, you're probably going to get some time. And the big change that they've made in the program – uh, from what I've been hearing is that they've restructured their off-season workouts. They've gone away from building big, powerful, strong to, hey, we need you guys to last and, and we're okay. going to run a ton yeah. and, and right. we're going to do a lot more up-tempo stuff. And so I think the assumption is, is that whether it's Rising or Bentley, they feel comfortable with both. And what they're going to do is they're going to move the football for everything that we just talked about. They're so inexperienced on the back end defensively, they know that they're going to have to score some points. Yeah, I'm interested to see the offense. Guys, I think Ludwig is is really good at building a scheme around his players, as opposed to trying to, as he even said, I don't try to put players into a system. I'm going to build a system around what I've got. Yeah, and I, I want I want to see what this offense is going to look like. This is kind of another new era for the Utah football program. That's just, you know, it's all football is cyclical. Yeah, and you know, this is, you know, we went from the the Travis Wilson era into the next and then you know there was a couple stop gaps along the way and then you had two years of Tyler Huntley and then now it, this is the next building block and what they do this this happens in programs like Utah because they don't get you know Joe Burrow sitting out a year isn't coming into your program yeah. and yeah it's true so it, it's going to be I'm interested to see what happens with that BYU uh, I think there's more of a quarterback conversation than uh, I think people want to believe Jake in my opinion and uh, what's that offense going to do this year? That's kind of the, the conversation. Obviously, Devonta Henry Cole mm-hmm. transferring down there. I think that's a good get by them. And uh, we'll see what happens on that quarterback side. Yeah, though. let's get back into this about 3.30. I wanted to talk a little bit more okay. about the Cougars. We can get back into the Utah. I have, I have another thing I want to talk about with Utah, but we're out of time for this segment. But you're right. There there are question marks for both programs, but they're in two different spots, I feel like. And that's what I want to kind of discuss is how U- Utah is in, in one spot versus BYU. And I'll explain later. It's too convoluted right now to explain in 30 seconds. All right, and uh, we'll get into that about 3.30, so stick around if we want to get more spring ball talk. You guys are right. There's never a bad time to talk football. No, I like football. We've also got maybe the combine and the draft we may get into. We're kind of running out of time, Jake. Exciting. Next, though, it's time for five minutes of soccer with Jake Hatch. The segment you all clamor for. But also a local look-in, too. Yeah, we'll get a little local look-in as well. That's all coming up next here on Saturday Show. It may be the weekend, but there are no days off for the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to the Saturday Show with Adrian Leiser and Jake Hatch. Can't wait! Can't 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 wait! It's all weekend, baby. On 97.5, 1280, the Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Heads up! Heads up! Here's another one. Welcome back. Saturday show here on the Zone Sports Network to the dulcet tones of Ludacris, who is in town tonight. 
as well as <laughs> I am irrationally excited about this concert. Honestly, you should get some tickets, man. Oh, I'm gonna hang out here and probably watch. There's there's like four different local games kicking off at four o'clock. I'm getting at four. So I'm just going to sit here and Sweet. take it all in. Speaking of local games, uh-huh. big congratulations to Highland High School, uh, 5A girls basketball Correct. champions. Yeah, First time in 36 years Sheesh. they defeated Springville. Congratulations. Yeah, way to go, Lady Rams. That's I've gotten awesome. you know, close to a couple state titles as a coach myself and uh, never quite got over the hump, but it's uh, I can't imagine a greater feeling. So congratulations, especially a school like Highland, because uh, you know a lot of – I may be generalizing here, but a lot of Salt Lake area schools, they don't end up winning very many state titles well, unless, you're schools, East, yeah. unless you're East High School in football. And uh, <laughs> What's that supposed to mean, Adrian? Well, I'm sorry about the Cypress Pirates. but <laughs> I'm actually a Highland alum. I have to Are clarify you? that with people. I didn't there know you were a Ram. Well, R-A-M-S, fight, fight, fight. I didn't know that, so congratulations no to your alma okay. mater as they are you girls basketball champions today. Yeah. So very cool. And uh Lots of basketball. Speaking of, Davis is in action today against Fremont. That'd be the, a good game right That's going to be a good one in uh, boys basketball. So, yeah, cool for them. All right, Jake's time. Five minutes of soccer. You have no time. Go. <laughs> well, you have five minutes. Go ahead. Real Salt Lake uh, kicks off their 2020 season this afternoon at 4 o'clock uh, on KMYU, the KSL TV app, and KSL.com are all the different ways to watch them in action. They are in Orlando City to take on Orlando City SC. And this should be an interesting match, Adrian, because RSL comes into it uh, off of a preseason where they lost two matches and went nil-nil in the other. So not a great-looking preseason in terms of the matches people saw. RSL, a lot of questions in their attack. And then with Orlando City, two of their best players, Nani and Dom Dwyer, a U.S. men's national team member, neither of them are playing. So this could be a pretty toothless matchup, I feel Fun. like. Yeah, I hope it's not a nil-nil draw to start the season. A lot season, of uh, pomp and circumstance heading into the MLS season. I Well, here's the thing. RSL officially uh, did sign Giuseppe Rossi, uh, the Italian international forward, a kid who was born, in, born and raised in Teaneck, New Jersey. All right. Uh, yeah, but he was one of the more accomplished players at the youth level the United States has ever seen and opted to go play for the Italian national team instead of the United States men's national team. What a traitor. Has had a phenomenal career, but has not played in matches in a year and a half. Mm. As I read one national um, pundit say, at it, let's put it this way, so with Giuseppe Rossi, to see what he does, he says if he's able to recapture the form that made him as good as he was... He could be a golden boot candidate in MLS in terms of scoring lots of goals, or he could play a number of matches and get injured again. That seemed to be in his prerogative in recent years. Okay, it'll be very interesting for RSL today, especially. But they have obviously it's a long season. They sold a lot of talent, traded a lot of talent in the attack away during the off season, and we'll see if those replacements are capable of stepping up and really uh, filling the gaps. I feel like on the back end, RSL's defense should be pretty good. So it's just a matter of, okay, they got the defense. Can they have the offense to match it? So All right, go. RSL RSL kicking yep. off their season today mm-hmm. at Orlando FC. Also today, Jake, BYU heads on the road to take on Pepperdine. Correct, 4 o'clock in their own right. Uh, pretty, I, I'll you know, obviously take BYU to win that one. 
keep an eye on Colby Ross. He's a very good player for Pepperdine. Uh, is, I think, second or third in the West Coast Conference in scoring and also number one in assists. He is a... Important not to have a letdown game. Playmaker. After. Exactly, yeah. And the biggest thing for our BYU is if you win this game, you clinch that number two seed, which is you an automatic double buy into the semifinals of the West Coast Conference Tournament. What? Yeah. Crazy. They set it up this year, so if you were one or two, you're automatically into the semifinals. Save your legs a little bit. For sure. And then uh, Utah... Uh, they head into Cal, two six-win Pac-12 teams. Uh, Utah just lost to Stanford yep. on the road, and now they head down the road to take on Cal. Here's the rallying cry for Utah right now. You you do not want a sub-500 season. Go win this game. Cal is a good team. They've had a nice bounce-back year. I th- feel like they're they're very good. But for Utah right now, you don't want to go out with a whimper this season. You've had some good wins. You've beaten BYU. You've beaten the likes of Kentucky this year. Go beat Cal. Uh, you have, obviously, a tough matchup against Colorado next week for senior night. But you don't want to have a sub-500 season, and you need to win here to clinch that. So. Uh, and then in the big sky, Southern Utah and Weber State both at home. Mm-hmm. Southern Utah hosting Idaho, and Portland State is on the road at Weber. So should be an interesting one today. Yep, there you go. Lots of college basketball games in mm-hmm. the works today. And, of course, high school basketball state tournaments wrapping and up today. And let's also mention Utah Warriors rugby. They're on the road at Glendale today. How could I forget? They're in Colorado, so there you All go. right, Utah Warriors rugby. Yeah. Getting. So Austin last week when, I, when the whole fiasco with his guarantee of Gonzaga. Oh, yes. Did you see the tweet he sent back at me? No. Isn't there, isn't there like a soccer match, a, a draw that you can talk about? <laughs> and my response was, well, RSL did lose 3-2, but we saw a draw in rugby because Utah Warriors drew in Austin 2020 in, in rugby. So yes. It, it was a pretty funny bit. Well. There you go. He did say that happened, and I know, but it was it was just funny because he he wanted me to think he was thinking, I was, yeah. but I came back with a rugby. No, it wasn't his best prediction. Well, but. I just came back with a rugby, and he yeah. it made him laugh. He's like, that was actually really yeah, good. I'm like, I tried. All right, coming up on the other side, we'll switch back over to a little BYU talk as Jake had a chance to talk to Corbin Kafusi, mm-hmm. now of the New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Playing a new position. Playing a new position. They get into that and more. Uh, It's part of their Locked On Cougars conversation. 